Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. You're listening to The College Loop, your number one podcast for Auburn sports. Talking all things orange and blue every Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday. On today's installment of The College Loop, Cyrus Dumas has been turned away and is no longer going to be joining the Auburn football program. Just a loaded DB room. We'll break that down and tell you guys how that shook out right here on The Loop. We're going to talk about Athlon Sports and they're all SEC teams that have been released. Got a few interesting and a couple surprising names from the Auburn roster. So we'll break that down. We've got in his bag with Beiersdorf as we do every show. Then we'll talk on the Diamond. We'll talk about Auburn baseball's emphatic Victory Cole Foster, hello, that was a moonshot. And then we'll pivot over to the ongoing fluid situation with Auburn softball. Talk about that, break that down about the future of this program, whether that be players in, players out. And I know that Dylan's got a lot of lot, lot of uh, knowledge to spit and, and drop some facts here on the college loop. So don't go anywhere. Don't do anything. This is a really, really fun one. Hey, you know what to do. You grown. You know what's right. 19, 16, I don't I never know exactly what those mean, but we're somewhere in that ballpark. It's one o'clock in the afternoon in Auburn, Alabama, and this place was lit. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the College Loop Podcast, episode 66 of the College Loop Podcast, because apparently I'm the only host on this show that can count, because Mr. Harrison Tarr down there, let me go right there, right you know there. what? Can't count. <laughs> it'll, it'll be all right. It'll be all right. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna make it. It's fine. It says in the title. You know, you're you're the pretty face for us all. That's right. That's right. I, I don't do I don't do anything other than just show up. It's not my credit card we use for the streaming platform. That's uh, I've I've never never used my own hard earned dollar for this show. Not me. I'm not. Uh, that w- I would never do such a thing. Yeah, but sorry, I missed the last show. My first ever show I've missed. Uh, so that's a tally for one for me. And- you're no longer the golden boy. That title's ruined now. You're you have a stain oh, on the record forever. Well, it's a blemish. I'll have to. Apologize and try to get forgiveness from all of our uh, subscribers out there. But I, I got to point out, focus on getting forgiveness from the Ellis family. Uh, yeah, I'm very aware. You'll get my <laughs> box of emotions later on in the show. But yeah, I, I'm up here in Mountaineer country, so woo for that. <laughs> beautiful <laughs> stuff. Coming to you live from this beautiful state of West Virginia, Mr. Dylan Lark at your boy the Tang on Twitter. Let's get this show on the road and talk about football, Dylan. I uh, struggle with this name. What's, what's up? So I'm always down talking about football. Good. I thought you said, oh, we had something. It's like we never have news before football. Hold on now. This one, the last last show was 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 a was a wild experience. And I was kind of afraid that you were gonna snap my neck, but I figured you were behind me on that. So yeah, that's for it. Yeah, that was hundred percent worth worthwhile. Let's you go to football. Let me go and say it. What? I can say it for Cyrus Dumas. Cyrus I knew that. Cyrus Dumas. You heard me execute it perfectly in the intro that's totally unedited. Anyways. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Cyrus Dumas will not be joining the Auburn football program after all, after committing just a couple days ago. This DB room, quite frankly, is, is just too loaded. And and actually, Dylan, Colin, and I talked about it on, on the Tuesday show. Give your thoughts here. I think this was pretty cut and dry. Yeah, you look through the DB room as a whole. You had DJ James, Nehemiah Pritchett, Colton Hood coming through, Kyan Lee coming through, Jalen Simpson. The safety is Donovan Kaufman. 
blanking on the other safety right now. Who did we just – oh, my Lord. Who am I blanking on? All right, forget it. Uh, just know that this DB, DB room is completely loaded from head to toe. There's just no it's – like, it's like a great song album. There's no skips. Yeah, it's like Beer Bongs and Bentleys. There's no yeah. skips on that album. And when you pick up a transfer corner, I mean, we we, we said it before, uh, just in the tra- transfer portal news in general, of all the positions Auburn didn't need to go to, I think we said corners and running back. And, of course, we did get running back, but I'm not going to complain about Brian Batie at all because, you know, my boy is going to hopefully get Auburn some kick return touchdowns this season. But, yeah, DB room's too loaded. Basically told him, hey, we want you. We like your tape, but we have too much talent. Yeah, if you, want to, if you want to get active playing time, it's not here. You're not going to get it here. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, mutual parting away is from what I be, from what I believe. Uh, just hey, I'm sorry, we want you, but if you want to play, it's not going to be in Auburn. Yeah. Uh, and he's a really good corner, ball hawk, great in man coverage. Just <laughs> DJ James, Nehemiah Pritchett, Kai and Lee are all here too. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to be too bendashed about it. I hope him the best in his uh, career, wherever he ends up, as long as it's not a team across the state. Uh, <laughs> I, I hope for the best. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think you, you pretty much hit the nail on the head there, there Dylan. It's uh, it's just a loaded room. And and I was actually kind of a little confused when the commitment came in the first place. I was like, another DB? Like, what? Okay. I mean, like, I think Freeze has torn up the portal. So, like, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and, and, and act like – that I, I don't believe in, in in that system, but yeah, that, that one confused me a little bit, especially since I think there's some other position, a lot of other positions that I would take, take to first <laughs> linebacker. Anyways, uh, that <laughs> all that to be said, Athlon sports put out their all sec teams still in. Yep. And Auburn has zero first teamers, which kind of to be expected. Could be expected, but there's a guy who's in the third team who probably should have been a contention for the first team. But I would assume you're talking about DJ James. Oh, I am for sure talking about DJ James. Yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm with you. I think that this, this is odd. There's only one second teamer for, for Auburn, which is interesting. It's Jarquez Hunter, which I mean that one that one makes some sense, assuming that Jarquez Hunter's with the program this this fall. I mean that's I know, I know we said we we're going to tiptoe around it. We we know there's an ongoing fluid situation that's pretty public, so we'll, we'll have to yeah. see how that 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 kind of shakes out. Assuming Jarquez Hunter's with the program this fall. He is going to be the featured back, and, and he could wind up being all SEC first team by the end of this year. I mean, he's not. Don't get me wrong. I don't. I don't think that he's Quinchon Jud- Judkins, but I think he's right there, one A, one B. Yeah. So that was that was not a huge surprise. The third team, you will. I'm going to go out of order based on how you listed them here. We'll go and talk about DJ James. I think this is a guy that should have at least been a second team honor. Uh, DJ James is so slept on this Auburn DB room. We, we talk about it all the time. I think this is kind of broken record episode. Please bear with us. DJ James is going to be a premier corner in the SEC this year uh, dj james is going to have serious draft stock after this year i'm 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 lost here doing this this uh, third team feels a little a little bit uh criminally underrated yeah uh and i mean that's just gonna happen i'm gonna try to pull up the athlon sports thing in general because i know for a fact first team it's Kool-Aid McKinstry, who yeah is- dog. uh and i believe it's an arkansas corner if i'm not mistaken there we go Looking that up in a second. But, yeah, I just don't get it. Uh, from the end of the season to uh, till the, to the end, uh, it, it, DJ James looked like one of the best corners in the country. And here's the thing. Auburn with Wesley McGriff, you know, crime dog, and Zach Etheridge <laughs> running that defensive back room. 
I don't see what they're not saying. Uh, it, it makes no sense because I look at it and did you name the third team? I, I, at the very minimum, I would say second team. Granted, it is important to note that this is based upon returners and also based upon last year's performances uh, in, in large, but because yeah. your, your all SEC honors are given to a lot of guys that are seniors, upperclassmen, juniors that wind up going to the NFL draft. I get this. I think your outlook could be a bit more optimistic schematically. Because I think DJ James plugs into this new scheme uh, beautifully, actually. And, and, and I, I mean, he plugged in, I thought, even under a Harson scheme, I thought he plugged in pretty well. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little I'm a little kind of baffled. I think that's the right word. It was, it was baffled. But when you, yeah. when you go down the rest of this list on the third team, you look at Justin Rogers, which that one makes – actually, I think that that's a pretty high praise, actually. I, I think that's putting, kind of putting the league on, on, on watch. And Brian Matisse. I get this. I actually, I do. You're coming from a group of group of five and a really, 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 really bad USF team. That team stunk. I mean, they were like one in eleven, right? Uh, yes, I did believe so. <laughs> that is that is atrociously bad. But I, I mean, I, I think it's interesting that the SEC's already kind of been put on watch because I do think uh, the more we learn about Brian Matee, like especially notes hearing that he could be unequivocally the fastest guy on the Auburn on the Auburn roster. I, I think there's a world of possibilities beyond just kick returns. I think that there's a world of possibilities out of the backfield for Brian Batie. And I, I that's why I'm a little confused about the DJ James placement because it feels like Brian Batie's based on outlook a little bit. Uh, granted, all-American kick returner, we get this. But Brian Batie feels a little bit like out of out of outlook in, in, in schematics. And DJ James kind of feels like the 2022, I guess, tape. I, I I get it. I mean, like I I understand both these placements to a to a degree. Yeah, I, I, but see, on third team is, is fair, right? See, this is where I'm kind of on the fence because I could also argue second or first team for him too, just strictly because I mean, yeah, he didn't play against SEC competition, but this kid was an All American two years ago. Yeah, and I can't say the same for either of the other returners. Uh, and I mean, I just look at it like that. You got an All-American who transferred to Auburn at the kick as a kick returner. He was the top kick returner in the country two years ago, and he was pretty good last year. I just, I think second team should have been where he was too, alongside DJ James. But I mean, I'm not going to complain about no Tiger being on the Athlon Sports thing, uh, just because. I, and I look at it, I'm looking at Justin Rogers. I was, I was kind of shocked that Justin Rogers made an appearance on this. Yeah, because I would, I was looking at other players as well. I mean, I, I, I would have thought Jason Jones maybe. Yeah, uh, sure. could have seen her, seen his name on one of the four teams. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> a lot of players I was expecting to see in these in these all SEC teams that I just did not see. And vice versa, I think should have probably been fourth team. Did James the third team? Yeah, I, I I would agree. I would agree with that. And and when you look at the fourth team, kind of rounding it all out, here's the most interesting name on this list: Austin Keys. I mean, if I would have told you, hey, we're going to talk about an Auburn linebacker being preseason All-SEC from pretty much anywhere, I think you would have asked me if I was drunk. <laughs> I would have asked you if, if, if it's Robert Woodyard, and if not, you're lying to me. That, mean, that would have been my thing. Don't get me wrong. I think, I think Austin Keys is, is fine. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not talking down on him. And, and, and like, like I said, a lot of this is, is new schematics, new scheme that's being installed, and, 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 and this could cater a lot to this current, current roster. I think fourth team all SEC is like, I, I would imagine that there were other players I would probably choose over Austin Keys. Um, and, and, and that's no disrespect to, to, to Keys. It's, it's, a matter, it's more of a matter of the SEC is pretty loaded at linebacker and Auburn is pretty dry. 
So. Albert is uh, dehydrated, if you might say, at the linebacker yeah. position. Uh, but yeah, Austin Keys, I would not expect a single linebacker to be on this list uh, at all. Uh, like I said, Robert Williams have been the only one that I would have seen an argument for. Uh, what, what would you have done if Demario Tolan would have been the guy? Oh <laughs> yeah, I would have been. I, that would have been a full on what the hell moment. <laughs> I, would, I would have, I would have questioned their uh, journalistic inquiry. We would not have talked about this list. <laughs> it would have been just omitted from from a category. But I mean, yeah, it's five players all around for a team that went five and seven last year, <laughs> and what two, th- three out of the five are all transfers. Yeah. So I guess it's going to the conversation about Hugh Freeze is absolutely winning the transfer portal. Uh, yet again, just get three guys who are automatic uh, top players in the conference. Uh, and, you know, no matter where they came from, Austin Keys came from Ole Miss, Justin Rogers came from Kentucky, and Brian Batik came from USF. <laughs> and sure. I think it speaks to that just as much as anything else we talked about. But other places are also giving Auburn credit for the pickups that they've made this offseason. Okay, quite, well, quick question before we get into everyone's favorite segment and his bag with Firestore. Player you're most surprised to not see on this list, and why is it my boy Nehemiah Pritchett? <laughs> I, I can make a list of uh, you know I'm a list guy, big list guy. Yeah, oh, right? you're a huge list guy. <laughs> Pritchett, I, I think uh, I think Kaufman is someone I you probably see somewhere. I think on this list. I think Pritchett more than Kaufman, but yes, Pritchett more than Kaufman. Yes, he, Kaufman would have been like four to five on my list. I was a little shocked that Gunnar Britton wasn't on this. Yeah, that was weird. And also, I feel like Rovero Fairweather could have made a little bit of an argument for himself. I don't. I, listen, I understand the. It's one of those things like kind of like we're talking about with T that we could have seen this kind of going any any way anywhere, and we could have understood. I I I would need to see the algorithm, the explanation explanation behind it. But yes, I, I think there's a case for Fairweather. But definitely, my list would be would go Pritchett Britton. Uh, either Fairweather, I think Camden Brown, and then Kaufman. Yeah. I think Camden Brown just potential enough would have got him on the fourth team. Sure, uh, absolutely. I mean, I mean, my boy Corey Moore, Corey Moore still there, but yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> I mean, th- there are so many pieces. Kind of just to put a nice bow on this, and this is, I think, this this list, this all SEC list or preseason from Athlon is is a great example of there are so many unknowns on this team. Uh, I mean, and, and, and I, that doesn't necessarily mean that these guys aren't proven. That doesn't necessarily mean that these guys aren't talented because I sure as hell think this roster is in a, a, a million times better spot than it was when Hugh Freeze inherited it. But there are just so many question marks. I mean, you've reconstructed and reconfigured your entire offensive line, obviously. You've done a ton of work on the defensive side of the ball. Your DB room is I arguably the most loaded it's been maybe ever in terms of just talent-wise. And then, and then you look at you go out and get your transfer portal court, quarterback and, and your running back stable. I mean, it's a stable of, of guys. It's it's interesting outside of the linebacker position to, to, to see. And I, actually, the linebacker position might be the biggest question mark. Actually, uh, but, yes. Uh, <laughs> no, in terms of we just we just don't know what Auburn has. I I, I really I, I think there's there's an element of that, but there's an element of that everywhere. So it, it's I think that this 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 kind of sums up beautifully that no one really knows where Auburn's at, but it's also kind of why Auburn's flying under the radar right now. And I, I think under the radar for the best place for Auburn football right now. I mean, not not to use you know I'm a big history guy, just to look back at the years. The years Auburn typically is underrated are the years that they tend to do better than expected. Yes, and I'm not saying ten wins. I'd love ten wins, but I'm not saying ten wins. But I'm saying. 
Auburn's projected win total per DraftKings. I know we're not a gambling podcast. It's six and a half. Yeah, I've not right. Not gamblers. That's not us. Um, question marks I see on this team? Six and a half wins. (laughs) I think if you take the over on six, I was actually about to say that. I was actually about to say if you have the over on six and a half, congratulations, you've won free money. I I really, I I feel comfortable at saying the floor here is seven. Six, I'm not going to say is a put Q freeze on the hot seat failure, but it would be very, very surprising. I think seven and five go to like the Music City Bowl and win win, win your bowl game. Like that's not terrible. What'd you say? Birmingham Bowl. No, I don't. I don't want to do that ever again. Anyway, the Irish pub was fun. Come on. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> the, yeah, the, the Irish pub was a good time with those bottomless mimosas. That's a good. That's a good. This is a good sign for us to to, to move forward and, and bring on. It's time for the jingle, Dylan. In his bag. In his bag. In his bag with Byersdorf. <laughs> bring on. Let's bring on our intern, Colin Byersdorf. I know he said he was. He was. I, I am snacking. I don't know. I don't remember the dance. Yeah. <laughs> was that a TikTok dance? Yeah, that was a TikTok dance for a second. You did the one, and now you're now you're hooked. <laughs> Welcome in, buddy. How you doing today? I'm doing good. All right, tell us which Auburn athlete is in his or her bag. So I think after last night, it was it's it's obvious. Or I guess two oh. nights ago, um, it's Cole Foster um, hitting. He pimped that that home run. First of all, I like it when you when you show off, and he was showing off. the uh, the The umpire had to chase him all the way to like halfway down first. Oh, That's he went awesome. like three quarters of the way down the line. Yeah, dude was dude was not happy, um, but he hit that moonshot to give uh, Auburn their lead, and obviously they they held on to that. I think that was a a pretty big momentum shift in the game. Um, yeah, he Didn't had he... like three. Huh? Was it was it him or was it Bryson that lagged going into home plate? Uh, that I think was... it was. Yeah. 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 Someone. Yeah. Yeah. It was Cole, Cole before he hit the home run. Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. Cole had a night, though. Yeah. He had three runs and like three RBIs. The kid was, he was, he was hitting. <laughs> he was doing what he needed to do. Dude was taking care of business. I couldn't agree more. He I, was in I, his bag. I wish we had the clip of him lagging going into home plate. <laughs> I, I really do. Like this dude, like MLB The Show 2023 lagged IRL. And I thought we were going to get a Butch Thompson ejection. Yeah. We were we were close. I was rooting for it, full full on, just full on rooting for it. I I wasn't gonna be surprised if they threw Foster out. Honestly, the way he chased him down. <laughs> hey, like you said, when you're in your bag and you're feeling yourself, you have the right. Yes. All right. Well, this I, need, is- I want more of it. Yes, absolutely. And let the kids play. For sure. Let the kids have fun. All right. This has been in his bag with Byersdorf. Thank you, Colin, for that very tactical, uh, analytical report of of who is officially statistically in their bag. Yeah, that's all I do. That's all you do. That's right. That's bull. But all right, let's let's keep talking about baseball, Dylan. As Colin tries to figure out how to get there, he is. He's now been banished back to the dungeon where he will continue. I am snacking. Anyways, he'll he'll go look up that video and see if he can find it. I'm sure he'll he'll find it. Get a good chuckle out of that. Auburn baseball took down Missouri on today is Wednesday as we're recording. Wednesday night, dude. Can you tell that my my day job is. Not eight eight days away as this show's coming out from season. That's where I'm at. I don't even know what day it is. Um, so there's that. On Tuesday evening, took down Missouri 10-4 in con- convincing fashion, honestly. And as we highlighted, Cole Foster, absolute pimp job of a home run. <laughs> and you had bad Tommy Vale and you still won. I mean, I, I'm sorry to say bad, but it's true. I mean, it was a pretty bad outing from Tommy. And uh, Chase Isbell, hey, hey, man. 
came in and put up some good innings. I don't want to say we we like called that happening, but we were ready to take him out of the game by what would we say is third pitch, his fourth pitch. Oh, is Isbel? Yeah, we were ready. To, we were ready to take him out after nine, I think. Yeah, and then I, I guess the the baseball gods heard us and banished him to being good for the rest of his uh, of was- his on mound. Yeah, I mean, and, and that happens. Sometimes you got to figure it out. Sometimes you got to come in warm. And Auburn didn't use a ton of arms on 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 Tuesday night. This team is dangerous, dangerously hot right now. And they're playing Vanderbilt as this show is being recorded, um, or as right after this show is recorded. Who knows with the SEC tournament? Maybe it'll still be going on when this show premieres. The SEC tournament <laughs> is bizarre. Definitely I'm just playing a Red Bull. <laughs> so, yeah, that'll that that that'll be what that'll be. I think Auburn can beat Vanderbilt. So, so we'll, we'll see how that goes, and we'll, we'll talk about that there. In a hypothetical, because we're coming out a day after, the show's coming out a day after this, this game happens, and we'll offer live, live updates as we always do you on the call. Add, you just want to do like record both both things. Like we'll, we'll, we'll ask ourselves what happens if Auburn loses and what happens if Auburn wins against Vanderbilt. That way we don't look stupid if something happens. Oh, good idea. And Colin can just cut all this out. Exactly. Colin has That's to wait until 2.30 in the morning when the game finally is. Is over and he has to go and edit out the section where we said Auburn loses. I wish I could see him right now. All right, ready? <laughs> Do you want to make a podcast? Well, Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily and distribute it everywhere and even earn money as well. All in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and literally everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it is totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, it's been so easy to get the show out to y'all. And I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to Spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. So Auburn fell to to Vanderbilt and game two of the, <laughs> of the SEC of the SEC tournament, but they're in the double elimination round, Dylan, and things can still get weird. So they're going to head to the losers bracket. Road's not easy ahead, but you're you're trying to limit arms here, and 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 everybody has off nights. How how can how can Auburn still make some noise? I think if you win two, you're still in contention. If you can get out of your regional to win a host super regional, right? Yeah, and since we're doing this, I uh, just mentioned on this run that Auburn has gone on in like SEC wins, people tend to forget that they haven't won 10 games straight. They haven't won nine games straight. It's SEC wins because there's a Troy loss mixed in there <laughs> and that people we, we just all try to forget about because why not? Uh, because the eight SEC wins in a row sounds so cool. This team can lose. This team is not invincible, but what they have shown in since again we're doing this, they've shown resilience against all odds, and I think that's what they've been dealing with all season. And I think what you're doing is you're putting a team that's already in the corner in another corner. And this team has had fight or flight all season, and it's been fight, and they've been sending that ball flying. That is how they've been reacting to all the adversity that they've been dealing with, and that'd be a fun little graphic to see. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if we're going off either way, uh, I believe in this case, uh, you'd be playing Alabama or can, 
not Kentucky, uh, or, or Florida, right? Alabama or yeah, South Carolina. Florida plays. Florida plays. I'll, I'll have to I'll have to review the the the, the bracket as as this gets finalized, but. But, but odds are, I think I think Bama's in our bracket. Uh, South Carolina, I think, is the other side. From my knowledge, as I'm going to get the bracket up. Uh, honestly, Dylan, while, while you pull that up, I I kind of want to kind of speak to this point. We talked about it before we got on the air, and it's it's it'll be Bama or Florida. Thank you, Colin. We much much appreciated. I I don't I don't want it to get kind of lost in 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 translation here that. Like you mentioned, this team's not invincible, and they've already locked up, in my opinion, a, re- a regional host spot, which is going to be crazy. We may have nine SEC teams host that field, this field, which is nuts. But this roster construction, like like we mentioned before we, we got on, it, it's it's kind of built for postseason success. And when you get knocked around, some of these younger guys needed to see that. And 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 some some of your guys, like your Chase Allsops, the, the just have not had the years that that, you're, that, you're, that we were expecting out of them. Needed to get knocked around a little bit in, in, in a tournament. Let's let's be honest, guys. It's really tough to win the SEC baseball tournament. It's tough to win the SEC tournament, anything. But baseball specifically, because it, it, there's so many outside factors, and baseball is the, the purest form of an any given day sport, in, in, in my opinion. Baseball and basketball are the most any given day competitions that you that you that anybody can can, can take place in baseball specifically. I I, I wouldn't worry too much I don't, I don't really think it matters who you square off with whether that be bama or and or florida and don't get me wrong that florida team i do not want to meet them no one wants to meet them in the losers bracket but i i think you just kind of throw stats out the window i mean look, look at look at i mean hell look at what nate larue's doing I and mean, we, we talked about that a minute ago I mean, it's, it's nuts it's i I, th- I think that there are pieces and then and you're gonna have to throw a bullpen game you knew you were gonna have to throw a bullpen game anyways kind of just embrace the why not us why the hell not kind of mentality right i, I think i think you just kind of have to throw the stats out the window play the guys that, that and, and have faith with and the guys that this of this lineup that has been so hot as of late and and just kind of rock with it and, and see where it takes you right yeah uh and that's all this team has been all season is the why not us mentality uh and what auburn was what 14th in the sec what three months ago and i think, I think 13 but yeah bottom <laughs> now when you're that far down does it really matter it doesn't matter because either way both 13 and 14 teams are not in the baseball tournament so sure. it, it seemed like it was Bleak. far-fetched for auburn to even have gotten in the tournament much less uh, be looking at trying to win enough that they could host supers should they be given the opportunity yeah and i mean looking at uh Potential game with Florida, looking at potential game with Vanderbilt, who are both one and four seeds in this tournament. I mean, Bama's currently going toe to toe with with them right now, three three, top of the eleventh. Uh, I mean, it, it, the Auburn Bama series wasn't a shutout. It wasn't a wasn't a sweep. Auburn held up uh, throughout most of that series, and and that's where we start started seeing the pitching turn a corner. Exactly. That's exactly when, because right after that, I believe it's Mississippi. Not Mississippi. Yes, it's been a, it's been every SEC series has been win since then. Yeah, and you go into a potential game against one of those two, and Auburn's faced the giant before. They've been to Columbia and took on the number two team, and took two out of three against them. They took they two out back of home, three over, over LSU. Yeah, and here comes number one team into your own stadium, and Auburn took care of business. Took two out of three against the number one team. If you go into a game versus Florida. You're going to a game against Vanderbilt because I'm I'm trying to avoid playing in your because <laughs> I, I want to keep it I want to keep this in as much as possible no matter what because it's gonna make you look funny to me at least. That's uh, 
this team's not afraid of that old number next to your number next to your name. This team's not afraid of it. And that's probably the scariest thing about playing any team that's an underdog. If they're not scared of you, if they're not scared of what you can do to, the, do to their team, if they're not scared that you're going to get rake against their pitchers, that's horrifying if you're a team that's highly ranked. Because, I mean, I can go football with this one. App State, no seven. They weren't scared of Michigan. Sure. They took it down the field, kicked a field goal, won the game. Mercer wasn't scared of Duke in 2012. Jacksonville State wasn't scared of Auburn in 2015, and Auburn just barely got out of that one alive. Sure. These teams that are being looked down upon, if they're looking right back up at you and they're not shivering, they're not sweating, you can't just go in and act like it's just any other game. You've got to pretend that this team is better than you in any way, shape, or form. And i got to believe Auburn right now. I was like, nobody's playing better baseball than Auburn right now. Auburn is the hottest team in the SEC. That's just my team in college out, out of whoever they are playing at any given Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Should Agreed. scare the crap out of them. That Auburn is not phased by whatever someone else has you ranked. And Auburn doesn't even care. They are ranked. I, I gotta be. I don't think they care. Because right now Auburn, if what fifth in the SEC. Probably already hosting a regional before we even play Vanderbilt. Right. Before they even get to the loser bracket and get eliminated. They already have that in their bag. They don't care. In their bag with buyers. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, they're looking at next game. All right. Next game. That's right. And you see that this team plays with so much heart. I saw Tommy Vale get pissed whenever he got taken out of the game at the at the ump. Uh, and Scott Foster, or Cole Foster, sorry, not Scott Foster, Cole Foster, dude, he hit that thing. You see, you say moonshot, dude, that thing went to Pluto. <laughs> it's actually not landed yet. That thing is still in the air. Someone can still catch it and he's out, but we'll be, <laughs> we'll be excited to see how this comes out to stretch them with you. I think that this is this yeah. is a very, very dangerous baseball team. All right, we're going to talk about softball now because I feel like I'm in a vortex, like a time machine. And, um, yeah, for those of you who are – who, if this feels a little choppy to you, uh, we apologize on our behalf. We record on Wednesdays. And, honestly, even if we bump this back, Auburn's still going to be playing on, on Friday. So, literally, there's no no way in hell we can do this perfectly. No way around it. I mean, yeah. unless you want five a week and we just go away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Well, maybe we'll cross the bridge when we get there when it gets to, po- to, to postseason play in terms of the NCAA tournament. Let's talk softball real quick. Dylan, it's – yeah, so uh, where do I where do I begin here? It's been a rough week for for Auburn softball fans, and I'm going to let you open here. The Ellis news is not new is not new, um, but I am going to let you speak your piece because I know you want to, and then I want uh, then we'll we'll talk about the state of Auburn softball. Yeah, and before I get to that, I'm just going to go ahead and point out that Alabama is now up six to three on the top of the eleventh. Oh, great! With two outs. so yeah, that's going on. But yeah, looking at it, uh, four players transfer in the last 24 hours, and I, I have to give Ron, Molly, and Emily their credit because I mean I missed that show. I didn't want to. I missed it, and gotta be honest, it sucked. I had to make that graphic. I did not like making that graphic. It's probably the least fun I've ever had making a graphic. Because, good God, Brielle is so fun to watch, and the, what it took her two seasons to get ninth all-time at Auburn. And I got to be honest with you, I think one more season at Auburn, she would have 
top right three. We've been right there in the conversation for the best home run hitter in Auburn history. And I think per years I uh, played, I think she probably makes a, makes an argument for that. Yeah. It, it sucks. Uh, uh, as a fan, it sucks. As a guy who wants to cover softball, it sucks. But you got to live and learn. Uh, things happen within other things that cause this to happen. Being as <laughs> unliteral as possible. And then you had, of course, Denver Bryant leave. Uh, then you had you had Linda Garcia. Then you had Jesse Blaine. And then Denver Bryant, of course, also is into the transfer portal. That's four in, in 24 hours. And that's not even accounting for the people who the growth have graduated, Aspen Godwin and Carla McCondishy and uh, my ankle keys. And I believe, and Kalen Dismukes as well, but yep. you know, medical, medical retirement. Right. Yeah, it sucks. And I know there's, gonna, there's a lot of, lot of people out there calling for Mickey Dean's head. Uh, and I don't think you can fully put blame on, on him in general. I, I, there are some other things going on from at least what I know, not confirmed, or what I, just what I've been told. And, I'll open the can of worms. I'll, you, I'll do it. Yeah, I know, I, know, I know you'll let me. So I'm going to go ahead and lay this out in black and white. And there are some of our fans that are probably not going to enjoy what I'm about to say. And that's okay. I really I don't give a shit. This one's not on Mickey Dean uh, entirely. I'm, I'm, I'm not calling for Mickey Dean's head. I don't agree with a lot of people that um, are, are kind of of this school of thought. But I, I am going to go ahead and just put this one out where, where I stand, Dylan. And I'm not speaking on behalf of the show. I'm speaking on behalf of myself. Auburn's market is tough to control. And yes, 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 you're already rolling your eyes if you're listening to this. I am about to talk about on to victory and about about NIL. I have absolutely no concrete numbers. I have no inside scoop. None. None. The outside, outward-facing optics of on to victory have been nothing but positive since Hugh Freeze walked on the planes. And, and this is not me putting together a whole, I guess, uh, expose. I'm not doing that. I, I, like I said, I don't have scoop. The outward optics tell us that there's a lot of money being pumped into football, a lot of money being pumped into basketball, baseball, whatever. That's not really news. That's not new. It's not something we didn't know before. That This is not earth-shattering news. They also tell us that women's athletics have not been at the, front, the, the forefront of Auburn's priorities. That's... I'm, I'm calling a spade a spade, Dylan. And as unfortunate as that is for Auburn fans, that's kind of the lay of the land right now. And, and on to victory is in its infancy phase. I get that. The NIL is still very much in its infancy phase. I know that it's been around for a minute now and it's changed the, 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 the entire landscape of intercollegiate athletics. I get it. But Auburn, the Auburn Athletics Department has proven to us on a number of occasions Time and time again, the women's athletics are not at the forefront. And and look, it, at some point, that's kind of the way it is until enough people take it to, to, and, and enough people that are donating significant dollars prove otherwise. Uh, that is unfortunately a cold hard fact. People who are, fa- are friends of the program know that we are advocates in every way we possibly can be for women, women in sports, for women's athletics, and and nothing would make me happier than to know that there was significant financial strides being made to better women's athletics at Auburn. I don't think there are. I, I, I really have a hard time believing that, believing that. We know that the entire women's basketball team has an NIL deal. We know a lot of 
women's uh, women's athlete, female athletes at Auburn are on to victory athletes. And that's great. That, truthfully, it, that, that, is, that is great. It is a starting point. It is in no way a basis upon what should the, the future should look like. It should be your building block. I have no numbers. I have spoken to no one. I, this is the absolute truth, hand on the Bible, about what those numbers look like for softball players, for women's basketball players, soccer players, uh, f- female golfers, whatever that may look like. Volleyball players, the list goes on. I don't imagine the numbers are very good. And I don't imagine that there's been significant strides being taken just because of the outward optics. still. And I know this is a tough conversation that people don't want to have. That's why I said I would open the can of worms. But if you think Mickey Dean's the problem, let me tell you why you're wrong, at least for now. There may be a situation where this could be, a, you know, just can't get, get over the hump, whatever that, that, that may look like. When you look at just the 2023 season alone, I want, I want you guys to keep in mind one, a couple of things. One, Auburn got screwed with their, with their regional bid. Uh, that, that is a fact. That is not an opinion. That is a fact. Number two, Mickey Dean took over the reins of a program that was in the, I have no other words other than metaphorical shitter. I mean, it, it, it was a dumpster fire after what happened with Clint Myers and Clint Myers' son at, at Auburn. It, it was a, a, a dumpster fire. The fact that Auburn has made this this quick of a turnaround is unbelievable in a sport that is difficult to recruit. It's tough to get tape on these girls because inherently softball is a tough sport to recruit. It's tough to evaluate players. It is not a Mickey Dean problem, folks. And I love being at Jamie Moore just as much as the next person. But if you think that's the gold standard for college softball, boy, do I have some stories to tell you. It's not. Oh, we just got an all new hitting only facility. Don't give me that bullshit. There are strides that Auburn University needs to take if they're serious about wanting to be national contenders in intercollegiate athletics on the women's side. If they're content not being, so be it. But you have to hit realistic expectations still, and that's my thoughts. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to speak out on people who uh, who I've seen comment all over Twitter. You can't look at college. You cannot look at Auburn softball team. You cannot look at gymnastics. I would even say you can't look at an equestrian and tell me that they just don't make money. I got to be honest with you. If I would, I would, I would say soft. If any sports finish positive in revenue, out in the women's sports, softball definitely did. Gymnastics sold out every meet, and equestrian is unanimously one of the top two equestrian like athletics in the country. And none of them struggle with attendance. And none of them struggle with it. Jane B has sold out, I think it sold out like the last two, three, four series in a row, I believe. And Auburn fans showed out in Clemson. How long of a drive is that from Auburn to Clemson, South it's Carolina? Like half, four hours. Four hours to watch softball. So you don't give me that bull crap that is just not making money so they can't pay their players. Softball is making money. Softball has been the most consistent sport of the, over the past two years that any other sport outside of maybe basketball and equestrian. No, I, you're, you're, you're right, Dylan. And, and, and here's where I stand on, on this whole thing. Everyone, if you, if you know me, I'm not trying to sound like I'm a savior. I don't have a God complex whatsoever. I've, I've, I've been an advocate for women's sports for a very long time. And I understand a lot of people get tired of us pushing that narrative, us being the, the radical left, whatever the hell you want to call me. I don't care. I had to catch myself there. I almost got really, really heated. <laughs> what, whatever you want to call me. I, I really don't give a shit. If you're not interested in softball, that's okay. 
if you're not interested in in basketball, that's okay. But if you don't, but if you're going to point and say, well, no one's watching this, I want you to know that I got, there are a lot of numbers that will tell you that you're wrong. The women's NCAA tournament this year had staggering numbers. The College World Series of softball every year, staggering viewership numbers. Don't give me that bullshit that nobody watches women's athletics. That's my point. That's where I'm leaving it, Don. I, I, that, that, that's, that's kind of, I think, end of case. I'm Harrison Tarr. I buy Harrison Tarr. I'm back on the bird app, back in action, back pissing people off, and I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. So make sure to come hang out with me on Twitter. You can check out all of uh, my other podcasts and work. I'm actually going to be hopping on a podcast this evening on the Uptempo podcast. Super excited because I'm talking more about in the NIL world with uh, intercollegiate athletics, specifically on the women's side, specifically softball and the Auburn softball situation. So I'll be talking more about that on the Thursday show over on the Uptempo podcast. Otherwise, I'll be hanging out right here and I will be on the Bird app, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe making a written comeback here, here in the near future. So I will keep you guys uh, on the, in the loop on that one, so to speak. Dylan, get us out of here. I'm Dylan Lark at your boy the Tank on Twitter. If you want to catch me on the Arbor Daily Show, I've not been on the Arbor Daily Show this week because uh, I've been you know, traveling and whatnot. But catch me on there as well, and also go watch them every time and go read their articles too. They do a lot of great work and. A couple other places that I don't want to mention right now. That's at the Auburn Daily, theauburndaily.com. Yeah, Auburn Daily. Uh, and if you want to listen to us, you guys on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. And if you want to see more of our social media, get us on YouTube right here where you need to like, comment, and subscribe. Ask us questions. Uh, we've had the last couple, uh, last last few shows do really well because y'all were asking questions and we got good content out of it too. And welcome to our new subscribers, by the way. I know we have a couple of new people that said they were going to come hang out. They told us on the Bird app. Super stoked to have you guys here. If you've made it this far and you got through my whole rant, congratulations. I'm like this every week. <laughs> and, of course, you guys on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. But, Tar, no MySpace. And if they want us on MySpace, you know what they got to do? Thousand subs, baby. Thousand subs. And I think we're also 50 away from having to see Daniel do a little dance on TikTok as well. Ooh, ooh, dangerous Dan takes on the TikTok. <laughs> but yeah, with all that being said, we've been the College Loop Podcast.